Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Protein Bites podcast. This is part two of the uh, 30 things I have learned in 30 years. Now, it's just a deep dive into all the things I feel like I've learned that are really important uh, in my life, and it might have some relevance to you if you are looking at navigating your life and, um, you know, uh, finding your way, because I like to think that I've done a really good job of finding my way, uh, and so I'd like to go and I could try my best to help people uh, do the same thing. So uh, I want to talk about um, number 11. I'm going to jump right into it today because last one I think went for about half an hour. So um, if I'm to believe we are running on the same schedule, then it is what it is. So uh, number 11 is don't believe anyone words, anyone's word other than your own as gospel. Okay, so what that means, and, and I want to give you guys... I don't know, examples. So you can sort of, uh, so it resonates with you. Because I find if, you know, you can easily read rules and uh, if they don't resonate with you, if you don't understand them at a deeper level, you're not going to bother trying to implement them. And I think these are all things that people should implement in their lives. So that's why I'm uh, deep diving. So don't believe anyone's word other than your own as gospel. Now, what made me believe that is that too many people have let me down. and whether or not that is based on me having too higher expectation or me um, not staying in my own lane or whatever it may be, you learn these things as you get older. And and it's pretty clear, and I think you, you guys can all understand that, that really the only person's word that is ever going to be true is yours. Your parents will lie to you. Your kids will lie to you. Your friends will lie to you. Your partner will lie to you. Strangers will definitely lie to you. Uh, and so it is keeping that understanding and trusting in yourself um, that is really, really important. Now, does that mean have a distrust in humanity? No, but it does mean have a healthy pessimism or a healthy distrust. Because if you take everyone's word for gospel, mate, you'd be waiting on everybody else's time schedule. Oh, I'll get it done. Oh, this, oh, that. And it'll happen. So on, so forth. And I just don't think that uh, it helps you progress in your life. My biggest thing is acting and acting fast. And if you undertake all the things that you need to undertake and get shit done um, faster, you'll have a better life sooner. Now, for me, uh, I feel like owning this studio, um, I'm at a place where I'm comfortable and complacent, not complacent, uh, content comfortable and content, um, building up my business and working the hours and doing all the stuff, which is great. But typically, I, I like getting after it and doing new things every day. That's what gives me, you know, a bit of drive. So that's why it's important for me to not really listen to other people's, uh, what they have to say as gospel and just trust my own word and trust my instincts and, uh, and go from there. So rule number one is that, uh, rule number 11 is that, Number 12, if you say you'll do something, do it. So it seems pretty simple, but how many times have you organized plans and canceled? How many times have you overcommitted to things uh, and only to cancel or to do it and feel like shit and regret it? So this lesson is to teach you, and this principle is to teach you to be really cautious with your energy. A lot of people go out there and they'll overcommit to absolutely everything. And let's say you've, you've hired a personal trainer, you've committed to a dieting phase, Uh, You really want to make some good lifestyle changes, but then you keep surrounding yourself by the same environment. So I had a client, uh, she's a beautiful girl, really, really nice. Um, I won't mention names, 
but she's no longer with me. Um, but what I noticed is the less she'd go out, pubs, etc., um, and the more she, you know, cooked her own meals or, or would get takeaway or something, but the less she'd stick around pubs, the less she'd stick around friends uh, that weren't good for her, the more progress she made. And and some people just can't cop that, you know. It's it's um, some people can't say no. Some people can't leave their comfort zone, and some people like overcommitting to people please. And so this is just really being cautious with your energy. So if you say you'll do something, do it, but make sure that thing is something that you can do that's not self-sacrificing. Like for me, if a mate invited me to the pub, I'd say no. Sorry, bro, can't do it. Nobody asked me to go to the pub anymore. Probably because I've got, you know, a very, very small amount of friends. But, you know, nobody's asking, hey, Riz, you want to go to the pub? I just don't fucking go. Because my life is a lot more stable this way. I'm less likely to drink. Uh, one of my, my mentors, Jeff Jowett, he always says, if you hang around a barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. And uh, and the same thing is true for, you know, friends and all that sort of stuff. So make sure if you say something, you'll do it, good or bad, um, which means you should be ultra cautious with your energy. Okay. Number 13 is commit to things that you really want to do. So if you want to lose weight, if you want to have a healthy relationship, if you want to have better friendships, commit to it. See it through. So many people start their health and fitness journey with me and get to the one month mark and they reach their first hurdle and they want to quit. Now, if I didn't have contracts in place, people would quit uh, because, you know, people don't like adversity. People think that personal training is easy. It's the first three months, the first month, and then they're all on easy street. They've lost the weight. They're a happy camper. And then all of a sudden, um, the first sort of, um, the first issue arises, their weight jumps up unexpectedly, et cetera, et cetera. And so in their head, um, you know, it's crisis mode. It's not working. Let's leave. Um, so committing to something means that you go through with it You've signed the contract. You do what you say you're going to do. No questions. And that, again, is another nod to you conserving your energy and having some self-awareness. They're like, ah, fuck, right, maybe I shouldn't commit to For me, I, so start of the year for me, I committed to a 10-week mentorship course. I really fucking hated the course after I committed to it, and I didn't go through with it. I also was trying to do a 10-week cut. Didn't go through. Well, I actually did go through with that for the most part. Um, and I was doing something else for 10 weeks. And, and I overloaded my plate, I overcommitted. And so I learned really fast in that instance, like, fuck, man, you know, I've really got to stop committing to the things um, that I 90% want to do. I've just got to commit wholeheartedly to the things that I really, really want to do. So building the business and, and focusing time on my clients and my business is something I really, really want to do. So always commit to that. Having a healthy relationship with my partner, something I really, really want to do. Having a, a good rig, something I really, really want to do. So those are the three th three main things that I've committed to this year. And I'm not really going to commit to anything else. Staying sober, but that's kind of like part of it all. Um, so commit to things you really want to do and leave the rest. Find a small amount of things you really want to do and then and 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 go from there. For number 14 is learn how to say no and say no fast. So you've got one life, and the more time you waste fucking around and saying yes to everything you don't want to say yes to, or just to people, please, just because you feel uncomfortable making people, um, you know, disappointing some, someone, um, the more you're going to have a shitty life. 
If you're people pleasing others, you're not pleasing yourself. And I firmly believe in this life, you've got to be selfish. And selfish doesn't mean um, not being a good person. Selfish means just like you could be selfish and be a, the, the best husband in the world, right? But because it's in your interest, in your selfish interest, you derive some pleasure out of it and, and it works well for you to be selfish. And I think that's a really healthy thing. I think as long as you're honest with yourself and you know where your morals and values lie, being selfish can be very great for everybody. Being selfish, like for me, I've got to be selfish to be sober. And being sober means I'm a better partner. I'm a better personal trainer. I'm a better business owner. So being selfish benefits everybody else. And so there's a few things where being selfish doesn't particularly, but I think people genuinely, I mean, I think you're just not aligned with those people or you're just egotistic and you don't really know the difference. Um, like being selfish and taking more drugs or whatever else and, um, you know, but it's good for me or, and it fucks everybody else around you. I don't think that's a good selfishness, but, you know, um, everybody's different and everyone's going to have different things. It might be your shopping um, problems, your shopping problems draining your bank account and put strain on your relationship because you have no money and whatever it may be. But learning how to say no and saying no fast is super crucial to preserving your energy and not people pleasing. Number 15 is do not live above your means. So I understand that you've got to invest some money sometimes to get things off the ground, businesses, etc. But what this is um, trying to uh, express to you is that don't live above your paycheck. Save money. Conserve money. Invest in the things that are going to make you a better person. Personal training, reading. Um, invest in yourself and your health. Gym membership. But don't um, don't try and flex and buy a new Gucci belt that's not going to do anything for you. It's really not. New shoes. I've been there many a time. New shoes, for me, that's my number one thing i don't really like like new pants or new whatever but new shoes are my thing but even then you know some weeks i've spent 500 bucks on shoes and it's just so ridiculous i can't wear two shoes at once two pairs of shoes at once you know um, i've only got two feet so things like that um go above and beyond for the relationships you value now i want to give you a bit of insight um my brother had his first child uh, maybe three years ago three and a bit years ago and during that time um uh, he's not been able to come see me. He lives in Strathfield, which is 45 minutes away. I live in the Shire. And uh, at times I was like, oh, he should really come see me more. But what it's about is it's a relationship I value. I love seeing my brother more than anything. He is my number one person. Um, and it's a relationship I value. And so sometimes if he's got kids, he's got a wife, arguably he has more uh, urgent commitments than I do. I've got a business, but my clients aren't babies, you know. Um, I, I have to put in more effort if I want the same, almost the same outcome. If I want a high quality relationship, i got to put in more effort. You know, unfortunately with his circumstances, he can only do what he can do. Um, that won't stress him out too much. His main priorities are his wife and his babies. And if I want to be a part of that, I've got to commit more. So sometimes uh, it's... Um, putting more effort into the relationships you value, even if the returns aren't as, um, even if it's not equal, you know? Um, and the same thing might be with your partner. Your partner might be really, really busy, a really busy um, person, productive, etc. 
work a lot. Uh, but if it's a relationship you value, you might have to put in 60%. They might put in 40 uh, simply because of what's going on for them. But that's just how it is. And if you value that relationship and you want that relationship in your life, you've got to work for it. And I think it's, I think the idea of equality or 50-50 in those instances aren't always realistic. I think it's unreasonable to think that everything should be 50-50 all the time. I think it's um, only reasonable if you really want something that you should put in the extra effort to get it. Okay. And it also makes you appreciate it. Like I love seeing my family. I love seeing my brother and his, uh, his, his wife and, and you know, my, my little nieces. Uh, and I appreciate it so much more what I can spend time with it because it's, it's, it's not something that was gifted to me. It was something that I have to give to myself. Um, so go above and beyond for the relationships you value. And 17, be kind to everyone around you first. So this is a nod to the selfishness. Some people think being selfish means you need to be an asshole. Oh, no, I don't believe that at all. I don't think that's even um, fair. What I think um, is that you should be kind to absolutely everybody you meet. Smile and wave. A smile is free, and it's the best way to bring a smile to somebody else's face. Uh, and I think it's just basic basic standard treatment for humans you should always be smiling at people you should, and not being fake you don't have to be fake and smiling smiling is an, a pleasant greeting it's like saying hello you should always say hello to somebody hello hi how are you it's a good standard to have of treatment um doesn't mean you're faking it it just means you've got a high standard of treatment for yourself and other people and i don't think that's a bad thing i think that's what it keeps humanity moving and it keeps keeps people honest and fair and and keeps everyone happy is um is this high standard of treatment. So be kind to everyone around you first. If they're a wanker to you, still be kind, but don't take any shit either. You know, this isn't saying be a doormat. This is just saying be kind to everybody around you firstly. If they're a dickhead to you, <laughs> I'm a big fan of, of um, giving it back to somebody. So that brings me to my next one. Number 18, strike hard and strike first. So um, Typically, when I was growing up, I'd gotten a few fair few fights, uh, and I always my mum always taught me like to never solve my problems with violence. And fair enough, uh, but what I learned in high school and it taught me a valuable lesson is well, once you've committed to a fight, you're both suspended. Doesn't matter who hits who first. If you are both committed to a fight, you're both getting suspended. So make it fucking worth it. You know, I don't want somebody getting popping a shot off on me. For, if it's going to pop off, it's going to pop off. So you strike hard and you strike fast. Don't wait for somebody to hit you first. Don't wait for somebody to fuck you over first. I'm not saying fuck them over first, but get out. Strike hard, strike first. Get in, get out. Okay, and whatever happens, happens. Maybe I haven't been in a fight for almost 10 years. I want to say eight years. I um, used to get in a fair few when I was drinking. Um, always self-defense or always protecting my friends, um, you know, I didn't really do the strike hard, strike first thing. I always did the strike hard, strike second. Uh, so um, as I've gotten older, I really understand, like, no, nah, fuck them up, bail. You know, don't sit there and be the victim. Don't become a statistic. You know, like, get in, do what you have to do, get out, look after your, look after yourself. Um, but I say that not being in any fights for eight years. So this can be anything. This can be strike hard, strike first um, in business. It can be um, with a relationship with a, a flame that's going nowhere. Strike hard, strike first. Rip the fucking bandaid off. Get in, get out. Okay. Uh, 19, number 19. When it comes to issues, stay in flow. Uh, your response to 
problems, issues, drama should be, don't care, next. Don't care, next. Don't care, next. It has no bearing on you. Like watching the news, I've never had a day where I've watched the news and gone, God, that's really helped me. Not once in 30 years have I watched the news and gone, oh, God, I wish, I'm so grateful I watched the news. 30 years, not one ounce of gratitude for it because it's just rubbish. It just tells me everything I don't need to know about everything else. I don't need to know about it. And just fills your head with poison because you're just constantly in this state of like worrying. And that's why they put happy clips in between. So you ride this emotional roller coaster. So you 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 learn to love the news because it like it 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 makes you feel the drama and then makes you feel safe and happy and then makes you feel drama again and then safe and then it ends with the weather. So so when it comes to issues and stuff, stay in flow. Don't care next, don't care next, stay free from the drama. My favorite, um, number 20. If you hang around five dickheads, you're the six. So this is something I learned from a guy called my cousin Vlad. Uh, and it's, you know, in all your self-help books, if you, um, you're the average of the five people you hang around. But this is something that speaks to my um, vernacular a bit more. <laughs> if, you, if you hang around um, five dickheads, you're the six. And nothing could be more true. When I was hanging out with friends that I grew up with, they're all good blokes, but um, they're not business-minded they're happy to drink on weekends. They're happy to just do their own thing and work and and that's them for life. I'm not happy with that. Um, if I wanted to be one of those people, I'd stay there, um, but I don't. So I don't really hang out with them, even though I've got so much love and respect for them. It's not what I want to be. It's not who I want to be. So I can't hang around those people. Unfortunately, that's a standard I put on myself. Does it make me a bit more lonely? Yes. Does it make me whatever? Yes. Um, but it's it's what I want. It's made my life a lot better. Um, hanging around other people that want excellence. Uh, so yeah, if you want, if you hang around five decades, you are the six. No matter how you want to paint it. If you look around your friends, you are the average. I was at um, dinner for my birthday with um, six people: my best friend Logan, uh, my good friend Bo. Um, and her, his husband, her, his wife, Paige, all beautiful people, Logan's partner, Steph, this is all irrelevant names, um, but Paige runs her own business, Bo runs his own business, Logan's a successful financial guy, Sarah, my partner, owns her own business. If you hang around with five big people, you're the six, guess what, I run my own business, you know, and, and, um, and you're not going to keep hanging around successful people, gravitate and pull towards successful people if you're not successful yourself. So um, is it a chicken before the egg thing? Can you be successful? And then I don't think so. I think it works together. I think you've got to make a choice to hang around with more successful people and do better things and want more from yourself. And then you start attracting more successful people in your life. But anyway, those are the next 10. So that's from 10 to 20. Um, hope you guys enjoyed listening to my 20 principles in or 30 principles in 30 years uh episode three and the final episode of this little series is going to be uh, next week if you guys have any questions um feel free to leave them uh on risk fitness at riskfitness.com.au um at risk fitness on instagram spotify instagram uh, facebook or twitter i'm going to reactivate that actually uh, but anyway look thanks for tuning in hope these found you well and uh, i'll speak to you soon cheers <laughs>